that's no, we're back. That's my bad. Yeah. Oh shit, man. It's been a long time since you've been in here. Yep. 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 Um, trying to remember the last fucking setup because I think I think it was just the fucking couch was here, you know. I think the last time I was here, Santana was here. Before that, when it was just me and you, it was in the bedroom there. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. But I was here when Santana was here, so. Okay. Um. I know it was kind of fucking like last minute when I hit you up, but I was uh I was going through uh, my my guest yesterday, my buddy Justin. I started talking to him about how like kind of in my 20s and 30s i didn't really feel like i was cultured and like i was pretty just vanilla you know so to speak yeah um but the older and older i get man i fucking find myself being real thankful for actually how cultured i fucking i actually am we live in phoenix so like it's well, uh, it's i know it's not looked at as like a cultured city but it's probably the fourth biggest city in the united states so yeah you've grew up with actually a lot of different types of people and you've had a lot of different types of friends well I mean, between uh like like every, the, the diversity that i grew up with um like you grew up on the north side you grew up with predominantly white people yeah and, and some hispanics like a sprinkle of hispanics mm-hmm. and plus us and then yeah. <laughs> and then but you've always kind of made friends kind of like me you make friends with uh, people that are outside your friend group like you've had eastern european friends like plenty oh of, like, yeah I think you've had, like, a Muslim friend or something and a black cowboy friend. And, like, I mean, you've had, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. I got friends right now because of the broadcasting. I have friends all over the planet All over now. the fucking, yeah, yeah all, all over, over the, the planet. Place. So, yeah, that's in our blood, I guess. I don't know. I, I thought it was fucking super cool. Also, too, like, I used to look at it growing up as a weird thing. But, um, like I said, the more I get older, the more I'm kind of, like, thankful that uh, even even in our family, the diversity i look at i look back at it now and i'm like how much of an impact it actually had like i'm re- <laughs> i'm really not like just a white dude no there's there's like 10 degrees of being white yeah 100%, like, i mean man. there's probably more than that but i b- break everything down to 10 degrees so i literally like i said we've talked <clears> about this before you could go 10 degrees of whiteness and i wish i could lay out a, I, I thought about this before laying it out for the 10 degrees of what would be the first degree of being white you know like i i guess like the ultimate would be like um oh, i'm trying to think of the the couple from Gil- gilligan's island this is going way back but like two rich ass people that literally don't have any idea what's going on with the rest of the people because they're so fucking rich and then also like their kids are so money grubbing that they're willing to kill other family members oh, to, for for you know what i mean to get I, some more money no, i was thinking about this today about like our family doesn't really care about money that much no. like and I know my kids don't because if they did, they would get along with their grandparents be- grandparents better because they're millionaires and they don't talk to, like Santana does. He talks to Keith and Maggie still, but the girls don't. They got their own issues and they don't. But if you were in a money grubbing ass family, you would just get along with those people right? because you know they're going to die and you want to keep it cool <laughs> and you want to get that money. Fucking you make know? sure you got a relationship. Yeah, you want to make sure, but I don't think, th- I'm not like that. I don't care. I, if I don't want to be around you, I don't give a fuck how much money you have or right. what you can give me. I don't want to be around you. Like, I'm definitely the same when it comes to I don't need that. shit. I'll get shit on my own. I don't give, I don't need a lot. So, yeah. Jesus, that sounds just like me. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was telling you, as, <clears throat> as far as being like cultured and stuff too, like, well, you didn't go to Vegas a whole lot, but that's why I used to go to Vegas. It was basically like, I didn't think I was ever going to really travel around the world, nor do I really want to even if i had a lot of money i'm not sure if i would like maybe if i had the right chick or something you know or somebody that really wanted to do it or like i don't it doesn't do anything for me to think of like oh i'd love to go to greece and see the parthenon or yeah i dude, don't give a fuck there's, I, there's some stuff that i would go see 
But like, like, what would you go see if you could go see something? Like, what's what do you think of when you're like, what what like? Okay, this is like, I hate bucket list stuff, but like, I mean, just like, oh, this is I would really like to go to this place, like, you know, other than like Glamis or fucking. Wow. <laughs> I know, I know, you're not even a doom bug here. Just I'm, I don't know why Glamis came into my head. Right, but, I've, yeah. I've been there a bunch. Have you? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet you have. <laughs> I haven't. Fucking, I don't know. I mean, it would probably come back down to the big fucking wonders, you know, like the Coliseum. I'd want to go fucking see the pyramids. I'd, yeah, the big, the big shit that's still unexplainable. I just think of the crowds and the fucking people that are there and the smells. I know when people, yeah. there's you know, world travel of people that are like really cultured. They don't ever talk about like, oh, it stinks over here. But like, I gotta believe that there's certain places like this is America is pretty, um, like pretty hygienic. I was just you know? gonna say we we have you our know? we have our perfumes. We and got shit. our funky ass people here, but yeah. For the most part, people are pretty hygienic, yeah, and yeah. I don't know if Europe's still like that because they used to get the rep of being like the stinky, the Fran- no deodorant, like France, France, just Europe in general, Germany, any of those places. So they, I don't know if they're like that anymore, but I can't imagine that the Middle East, some places in the Middle, unless you're in like fucking Dubai or something. So there's places in the Middle East that are badass, like you know that literally are like going to Vegas or right. you know. But well, I mean, I mean, I like history. Like, do I want to go to Iraq and go look at? You know, old Babylonian. No, it's too dangerous. There. I don't want to fucking go there. I was going to say half of it is we might die. Yeah, I don't want to go to Egypt. It just seems like it's too fucking dangerous. <laughs> like, heard, it's too much bullshit there. I've like, heard bad things about tourists in, here, in, in Egypt. Yeah, just tourists anywhere. It's yeah. There's people that, number one, I don't speak any other fucking languages. Like, I'm going to Puerto Vallarta in March for Rose Angel's wedding. Mm. And I know this is like a great place to be. It's a resort. It's going to, I think the... The plane ticket's like 500 bucks. I'm just, I just applied for my passport, so I'm waiting for the passport shit to come back. And then, uh, but I'm not all that excited about it. I mean, the airport doesn't excite. Once I do it all, I'm going to be happy. I'm, I'm going to be excited. Sure. But I always think of just all the worst shit that could happen. Like, and I'm not even taking no weed. Like I told Rose Angel, she's going to have to like figure out to get the vape pens. She don't give a fuck. She'll take them. She's like, I'll take them. I already went to Mexico with the vape pens and stuff. Like, <laughs> cause it's like, I don't want to hassle trying to. Score some shitty weed from some guy on a beach, or you know what I mean. End like, up getting fucking just, roof feeders. I just don't want to deal with no bullshit. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. weed is weed, so it's not like fentanyl. It's not like you get weed. I, I know people say, "Oh, weed is." F-. Nobody is lacing weed with fentanyl in Mexico. No, like no, it's not a they, thing. I don't even know who the fuck would do it here. <laughs> you really would have to go out of your way to fucking lace weed with fentanyl. Like yeah. I can see like lacing spice with fentanyl or something. You know, because it's just already garbage to begin with. But right. you don't have to fuck with weed. Like, I mean, well, I don't know. But um, to go back to uh, the short notice thing. Oh, yeah. Um, this is going to sound stupid because it's a movie. Yeah. Um, but growing up with you guys, you know, especially with the music that you guys kind of raised me on. Yeah. You know, I grew up on a lot of the old shit and yeah. a lot of the a lot of the original shit, which... I always thought it was kind of fucking cool that yeah. I that I knew most of it, you know. Um, it was always a big part of who I was music wise, like growing up and shit. I j- <laughs> I just fucking watched Straight Outta Compton. Oh, okay. Like and the the movie straight with the uh, um, Ice Cube Son. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I own that movie, dude. It's a fucking like they filled in a lot of little fucking pieces. Right. And I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Like the story is amazing, dude. The thing that was a little um, disturbing to me. Is that so? Do you remember the part where um, Suge Knight goes, "I'm gonna change you, easy, dude"? I, yeah, I did because I fucking and then looked they beat at Jenny. The dog and I shit was out like, of him. Yeah, but I think they in real life, I think they raped him. I'm gonna that like, that would explain because they kind of look like. Well, it, so Suge Knight says that he injected him with AIDS, and I don't think he would. I mean, 
it would be the most fucked up plot of all time for him to have an AIDS guy there to fuck right. easy to give him AIDS. I don't think, uh, but it, they, imp- I felt like in that scene they implied that he got raped. What did you feel like? I honestly hadn't put that together until you said that. Right, I'm gonna change you, easy. Just but those words alone are haunting. The like, way the way that they fucking placed it so purposefully. They, well, they beat him up, right? Yeah, and then the he's like with Jerry Heller. His manager, mm-hmm. and he looks like I want to get this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> well, like I, I get it, like you get it beat up, but maybe that guy's a good actor too. I, I felt like he got raped, but maybe I'm reading a little bit. I think that they thought they Suge Knight's a piece of garbage anyway, so anything's well, possible. Well, no, because like, and they they placed it when he said when he was in the hospital, and like, uh, forgive my my literals, but he goes, "Doctor, ain't no fag." Oh, like, but that's when he had AIDS or something, right? Yeah, that's like, that's they, not like directly after the Suge Knight scene. I don't no, think. it's not. But that's when they diagnosed him. Right. Well, he, he was like, I ain't no fag. And he's like, well, you can get it from heterosexual. Yeah, sex too. right. I mean, nobody was ever saying I just felt like they abused him. And so maybe they just beat the dog shit out of him. I don't fucking know. It just when I seen that scene, I was like, and I think I had heard rumors like that or something. That's like, the only real scene like in the movie that implies that something Bad, bad was gonna happen. Do you want a guy that's six fucking five, three hundred and fifty pounds to go? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna like, change. There ain't shit you can do. Like, I mean, no. that's frightening. Like, that's worse than like fucking Freddy Krueger. That's a good fucking point, though. I mean, I yeah. bet, I bet that's what they're implying. I that's what I thought, and I brought it up on when I watched that movie. I think Dev bought it for me because that's when I used to broadcast a lot of movies, and he was like insisting I needed to see this shit. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, but yeah, I posted it on Facebook. Like I had just seen the movie and some people were like, they had thought the same thing. Like, oh, maybe he did. I don't know. But I think people put the AIDS thing together too. Like you got AIDS from getting raped and it's like, then you got AIDS from fucking like a thousand chicks. I was like, going to say, yeah. he probably fucked a the bunch of The guy was just too. sticking his dick in every fucking microwave he could. I mean, like he right. didn't give a fuck, no. you know, like nobody did back then. I didn't either. Um, but that's kind of what, uh, I got my mind going. I was like, okay, well a lot more of it makes sense to me. Cause I was super young when all that shit was actually going yeah. down, but I was like, Fuck, dude. Like, I start thinking about you, and you grew up fucking, you know, 15 years before that shit started. Those guys are, like, a year or two older than me. They're not that much older than me. Like, Easy is maybe, like, four or five years older than me, but I don't know. Like, a lot of those guys are about... I remember they had a fucking parade in my city, like, in Norwalk, mm-hmm. like, you know, for NWA or something for, like, because Norwalk would have a parade on Norwalk Boulevard. So, yeah. No, I was around for all the original breaking shit in L.A. Like, New York had... The way first, and then L.A. was second. What uh, What year were you born? I was born in 71. 71, so okay. So around 80, fuck. So the 70s weren't necessarily your time period. No, nah, but I know a lot of music from the 70s. Like, I so I know all that shit now, but at the time I didn't give a fuck about that because I was so concerned about my own shit. Right. Like, I thought, you know, rap was all new. Hip-hop was new. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when it fucking came out, like, hearing songs on the radio, like, um... Rapper's Delight, or there was first <laughs> songs that just fucking came out, you know, Run D- when Run DMC came out, that was the biggest shit. You should go back and listen to Run DMC, like um, Raising Hell, like they have a couple, um, Rock the, no, I think Rock the Bells is LL Cool J, but there's a couple albums that Run DMC, they were fucking super popular, like so popular that I wouldn't ever want to listen to them again because they were on the radio so much. But, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Piper, Pick Pepper, and Run Run Run. Yeah, but in that era, I was a breaker. So, like, when I was about 12 years old, breaking, like, was so popular in Norwalk. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I I always remember that the gangbangers even stopped gangbanging for a while because everybody got into popping and breaking. Like where like other gangbangers would break against other gang, and it was cool because they'd be like, oh, it's cool. Like you know, like we're just breaking. Like I do remember like a year or two where it was pretty fucking cool until I just went out of style. But yeah, for a couple of years I was in a breaking group. And then after that breaking group, I was in a uh, party group that promoted hip hop in Norwalk. What? Like, Do you know right around what year that was? That was around like eighty three. Okay, yeah. so, so that when was I first, early. so if I was born in seventy one, about twelve years old, so yeah, eighty three, I was like in the breaking group, which was called Wild Style Crew, and most of those guys are dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm even bullshitting. A lot of them are dead. I do know one guy that's still doing really great. Like he uh, has a, he's a black guy with a ranch. In Riverside. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. No, he's a, a, a straight up black guy with low riders and a ranch. And but he has mariachis and like fucking he's oh, married shit. to a Mexican. Like he's from Norwalk. Like he all the black guys I grew up with. They're like they embrace the Mexican culture. Like they not <laughs> a single not a single one of them did not like they would not survive there if they didn't. Like If you um, we make a lot of jokes about it, but I've always been like really curious. And if it's not something you really want to get into, that's cool. Yeah. But. Um, if, if there was, w- would you say that like being in that party crew, you were, you were dabbling in like dangerous territory, right? Um, yeah. Cause like semi gangbangers, like w- a lot of I the guys I hung out with were, we were, a lot of us were breakers that were just way into hip hop. And then, um, a lot of guys we hung out with got into gangbanging too, but everybody at that time, gangbanging is super popular and there's a lot of guys whatever neighborhood you grew up in you might just embrace that neighborhood you mm-hmm. know so i grew up in a neighborhood called neighborhood like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i always felt like the stupidest shit ever to call it uh, say to put a v so they put like vario neighborhood right? oh, so okay, okay they'll put a v with a little squiggly like i this is, i know all the gang banging when i see gang bang writing i know it I, I can read it like hieroglyphs like i know all the shit so and they would put a v and then Norwalk, like Avadio Norwalk, and it's just like, or Vadio Neighborhood, excuse me, there's two different gangs I'm talking about, yeah, <laughs> but it would be just Neighborhood, Neighborhood, like, it, yeah, it's just ridiculous, like, Tolos are not the smartest people, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, because in the movie, they, they dabble on that, yeah, he's like, we're fucking, what do you say, we're fucking gangbangers, we don't know how to read this shit, yeah, like, <laughs> he's like, motherfucker, you know how to read people, you don't know how to read fucking documents, right, you know, like, if you're a gangbanger, or if you're a convict, or if you're on the streets, you know how to read people really well, like, I mean, that's, I, I grew up, no, like, that's a certain confidence that you have, like, or, also just being in jail to be in, know how to read people. And I haven't been in jail a whole bunch, but my experience of being in L.A. County jail for a couple of weeks is I was already my friends had all been in and out of jail. So going to jail wasn't a big surprise. And it wasn't like there was nothing that surprised me in there because I had heard so many stories from all my friends of how to act, how to how you do things, what you, you know, what I mean, like for me, being a half breed, you have to kind of choose. They don't make you choose, but you kind of know you either got to go white. Or Mexican, right. one of the two, you right? You kind of have to. You, I mean, when I was in there, and that was like, shit, um, 91, you know, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in there, they were building a secondary L.A. County jail across the street called the Towers. Oh, shit. That, so I was in the old L.A. County jail um, that I, I got lost in the system. But it was, I wanted to go there. I wanted to see what it was like. Like, it was almost being embedded, you know, like. I knew eventually I was going to end up there. And before that, I had been in a bunch of substations and stuff like in Norwalk. Like, uh, I remember turning 18, 
and drinking beers with my friends in the parking lot that we always used to hang out in and shit. And like we would park our cars in, like, you know, when it's still daylight out and we're drinking and waiting to just find out what's going to happen that night, right? <laughs> like, this is before this, way before the cell phone. So yeah, it's just yeah. hardwire wait. fucking phones at people's houses. Mm-hmm. And some people don't even have a fucking phone, no pagers, none of that shit yet. So we would hang out in this parking lot and just wait. And then the police rolled up. And most of the time when you're, well, when you're a juvenile, they just make you pour it out. You know, they don't, they'll give you a hard time. But this time there's like, you know, oh, let me see your IDs and whatever. And Mm -hmm. I had just turned 18 and they're like, oh shit, you just turned 18. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And there's like, you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to the drunk tank tonight. And it's like, fuck, fuck, I wasn't even that drunk. I literally had drank like a 40 ounce. I had a good buzz. Yeah. You know, so going to the drunk tank at like daylight, like six or seven at night maybe earlier, five, so I'm the first guy in the drunk tank. And then then the way it's built is on a spiral, so it's a round room, and it curves down like this to a drain. So If you throw up in there and shit? Yeah, because people are going to throw up at night or piss their pants or whatever, and then in the morning, those guys just come in and spray it all down into the fucking drain. But throughout that night, people started rolling in. You know, like it starts at about 10, and then it proceeds all the way till, and then by the, like, so I had a blanket and a spot and everything. So there's like a ledge, a, a stone ledge that goes like this. And then there's another one on the bottom. So it, a lot of people could just sleep everywhere. You know what I mean? So yeah, I got my spot already and they just watch guys roll in. And then other guys talk shit when those guys roll in. Cause they're like, they come in hot. You know what I mean? They yeah, come yeah. in like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And they're like, shut the fuck up. They're already like, fucking mad. Right, lay like, the fuck down. Yeah. Why the fuck are you staring at me? Yeah, lay the fuck down already. And then some guy might be throwing up or, you know. So that was a good experience of just like, this is what a drunk tank is. You know, this is what the Norwalk drunk tank is like. So you were you were almost, like while you were involved in that shit, you were, you were probably like one good fucking statement away from like being a, like a full-on gangbanger. Uh, no, not really, because, no. I mean, I grew up in a gang neighborhood, which is a majority Mexican neighborhood, even though they have half-breeds, and they even had, like, every gang in L.A., Mexican gang has a black guy, too. They always have a token <laughs> black guy. Just they have a token a black, black guy, guy, a token white guy, so they'll always have a weddle of some sort. Mm-hmm. But if you're a white guy in some of those gangs, or even a half-breed, or if you're light-complected, you just get a lot of shit. You'll, they'll, they'll treat you like shit for a while, so I just never wanted to deal with any of that. The friends I hung out with... They were semi-gangbangers, had brothers that were gangbangers, some of them from, uh, some of my black friends, well, all my black friends from other cities, so they'd be from, like, Linwood or uh, fucking L.A., you know, downtown L.A., you know, proper, or uh, Compton, or some places, that Compton wasn't that far from me, so, like, Linwood, people don't even know about Linwood, but Linwood's a bad city right next to Compton, Paramount, um, and people Paramount, are, I've heard about that Yeah, one. Paramount, that's where your dad grew up at, yeah. that's where your dad grew up in Paramount, so, yeah, I mean... I wasn't really a gangbanger. I would never specify myself. Specify, you, it, it's it's a serious thing to say you're a gangbanger. So when I first moved out here and I would see anybody that even acted like they're a gangbanger or thought they're a gangbanger, to me it was just complete weak. And yeah, it was yeah. like not it was fake. Because where I lived at, if you're a gangbanger or if you act like a gangbanger, you're 100% going to get confronted. There's no – you can't just walk around and pretend you're a gangbanger and not have somebody – confront you about that shit and they always just like where are you from like where the fuck where the fuck are you from like they're looking for people to kick the shit out of yeah that's, that's what they're doing yeah they're looking and a, a wannabe <clears throat> they would love to beat the fuck out of a wannabe you know when i used to go i for a while we didn't have a phone so i used to go to the phone booth and i used to use the phone booth a lot 
And when you're at the phone booth, you're always worried that you're gonna see a low rider car. Like this, this is like some shit that probably never happens nowadays. I don't think, and well, maybe maybe not here, but fucking drive I, I just think that gang banging is. It, I think it's underground and way different now. It's probably more about money. I I don't even think that. You don't even see gang bangers. Like you see older gang bangers, like guys that are like, you know, maybe out of prison or something. But you don't see like back when I was growing up, these gang bangers are all over the place. They're in the streets. They're you know like, but it became a time, especially in L.A. that. Um, the MM made all these rules. Then became a business. You know, once the the Mexican mafia in prison took over the gangs on the streets mm. in LA, it became a big business where mm-hmm. all the gangs are gonna. Well, no matter, it's like a mafia, basically a real mafia, where no matter what money they make, they're kicking back a certain amount. Every gang has a shot caller that has to do with their gang that's been in prison. You know, if you're a legit gang, if you. If you're not, you're like the orphans. You ever seen the Warriors? Like <laughs> a gang that's complete, just think, outside of the loop. I think uh, uh, Mexican Mafia or uh, the MM. Yeah. What are, the, what are they fucking called now? I can't remember. Who? The Northern Mafia. Those. I, so I people it get starts, starts with an S. Uh, I don't know. I don't, um, I don't remember. So like people get the Mexican Mafia mixed up with cartel shit or something, but the Mexican Mafia in California, they call it the Mexican Mafia. They 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 structured that mafia after the Italian Mafia. Mm. So they call it the M, which just means the M. Okay, that's it. And uh, in California, there's two two Mexican Mafias, which I heard recently that there's a truce between these two, and I have no idea. I don't know enough of. I don't know enough gangbangers at this point to know if this is true or not. Um, so the northern so there's a split in California with Mexicans so from Fresno on up it's the Nuestra Familia mm-hmm. which is Michelle's one of Michelle's uncles is from there he did time in prison like uh, one of the Folsom one of those prisons but um, yeah that's I don't know like now I'm so far <coughs> out of that I don't yeah I, don't we, know, I know I, I, I can tell you just because I work with uh, police uh-huh. in close enough proximity uh-huh. that 90 percent of the shit that goes on around here like gang wise is all fucking cartel they, they pretty much own the activity here huh that, i mean yeah i don't i don't i don't really don't know anybody that's involved in any like i've sometimes i ever once in a while i'd work with people that had some gang affiliation or something but i mean the only thing i know about here is that at one time or another um this is a long time this has got to be like 20 years ago or something um, the Mexican mafia in California or in, in, L- in LA in Southern California used to run the prisons here. Uh, and then there was a time when the Arizona gangbangers got together and they basically like killed a bunch of guys from the MA here <laughs> in the prisons and to make a statement to say like, Hey, we want to get recognized. Well, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Well, what they did is just basically like say, Hey, you guys made your point fucking you guys can have now you guys are the new emma like you guys have like i don't think they mind it just proved their point and then they said oh that is your place you know what i mean so maybe they got a kickback i don't know there there does there's negotiations between these fucking people and it's because it's about business when it all comes down to it it's, it's about, all it's all business it's, it's about business yeah. you know i mean when i was growing up it wasn't about business those guys were just gang banging for territory and turf and it's like, so crazy it's it was basically it. like the warriors but like the cholo version of the warriors you know like Everybody had their neighborhoods, and if you ever go in those neighborhoods, like some guys would have to would go there for like, you know, maybe you have a family member there, and mm-hmm. you like go there for something, you're like sneaking in and out, or maybe you got a girl you're seeing that lives in that neighborhood or close to that neighborhood, and you're just, that's how guys get fucked up, yeah. you know, a lot of yeah, times. Yeah. And then some of those girls, they set guys up too, you know, because they're like, I fucking hate this particular guy. And those have a so hot, just bring them in. hot chick that fucking oh. and lures this fucker in. And yeah, like it was pretty brutal back then. I mean, and but there wasn't a whole lot of shootings. I mean, I mean, there was, but I mean, it wasn't like 
LA when I was growing up there, and not particularly Norwalk, but like Compton, uh, South Central, a lot of the East LA, a lot of the places that were really fucking super hot. Every weekend they'd have a uh, count, a murder count. You know, like I mean, LA was really huge for on Sunday night the news. Here's the murder count in LA this weekend. You know, blah blah blah. I mean, it's not the only town. Philly was like that. You know, New York City, yeah, yeah. Uh, Baltimore, Chicago, Chicago, all of them. They're all the same. They've always been the same. Right. You know, I mean, so. The one thing uh, I know, you said you were around for a lot of like, just going back to kind of what I saw. Yeah. Um, you were around for a lot of it. You saw a lot of it. To you, it probably doesn't see like it's just just a time frame for you because you watched it all unfold. And I love that time at that era. I mean, I have a book in my head I want to write called Smog Not Fog that I've I have the title already. And it's like I just want to talk about the breaking era in Norwalk and yeah. then the. And then the hip hop era after that, like the hip hop era in Norwalk was, what, was pretty interesting. What do they call it? The, they, I think they literally call it gangster rap. Yeah, when when it first came out, I guess like the I'm trying to think of the first gangster rap I heard was probably like Toddy T. Yeah, yeah. The Batter Ram. The Weirdly batter enough, Ram. dude, I have some of his shit on my phone. Toddy T. Yeah. Oh shit. Fucking. I've been. I it's d- not that great, but it's, it's like. Not, but, but it's, it's good. Like, uh, yeah, it's history. Yeah, they talk about uh, Bill Gates when he first came up with the battery <laughs> round. That's what that song's about. So Bill Gates used to have this tank that they built. The LAPD built this tank. Was that, that in the movie? Yeah, probably. Yeah, where they it's they, got that fucking pole on it. Yeah, that's they a ba- just fucking go through the house. That's the battering ram. Fuck, yeah. dude. They, they they instead of like because these houses are so secured that they couldn't get into them, right? And they would just flush all the shit down the toilet before they ever got in. Yeah, that they were just like fuck it. We're just gonna basically ram pack this place like. They're basically in a fucking war, you know, like yeah, the, that, the, that, 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 fuck- that basically is against our constitutional rights for them to just break through your fucking house with a fucking battery. The man. fucking the, the fucking dealer looks out the window and he goes, fuck, they got the Ram. <laughs> and they the all just fuck it, dude. <laughs> you can't stop it, baby. The batter Ram. <laughs> that thing was gnarly. Yeah. Um, but at, towards the end of the movie, uh, when they were showing all the riots in the streets. Yeah. Um. One thing that caught my eye, and I was kind of curious, they showed uh, they showed two dudes holding fucking their colors uh, tied together. Oh, okay. Walking towards cops. So the it, the Bloods and Crips got together at that time. Yeah, like I mean, is that like is that I, a thing? I think at one time they tried to have some kind of truce. There was a like there's a red and blue album that came out. I went to night like I think it was in the. Have been in the nineties. Well, wasn't maybe. wasn't Suge yeah. fucking red too? Yeah, he was a blood, I guess. Like, I mean, all well, the Crip and blood stuff is weird to me. Anyway, I mean, Death Row was fucking Crip. Uh, I kind of. I don't think Dr. Dre was ever like a Crip. D- D- Dre never really fucking did. And much. Ice Cube fucking really wasn't a Crip either. Ice Cube was. He went to like the. I think he went to the School of Performing Arts, and I think that did Easy go to the school? No, okay. I mean, I'm getting mixed up, but. I know Ice Cube had a decent upbringing. I know he's, he grew up in South Central, mm-hmm. but there's parts of South Central that aren't that bad. Okay. That I think he had a, two parents, a fucking good <clears throat> home. I think he was highly educated. He wrote a bunch of shit for them. Easy was the one that was a dope dealer, you know, like in Compton. And Dr. Dre, he was just a talented guy that I think he had a brother that died early on. Trayvon or something? Yeah, that I, you know, that so that affected Excuse him. Excuse me if I fucked that up. Yeah, I don't know. But I didn't know that until the fucking movie, which I feel like an asshole for. Yeah, well, I think he made a, one of his albums, he made a song about his brother. Shit. Like, it's on the, when he first started the Aftermath label. I used to own all the Dr. Dre shit. When it, I mean, when um, The Chronic came out, mm-hmm. that, you would not believe how big that album was. Like, I mean, and how, I mean, still to this day, it's a, 
pretty much a masterpiece for that era. Dude, yeah, they could like, they could do a whole a whole another fucking movie just based on his shit alone. Dr. Dre, yeah. Right when they stopped, dude, they stopped right when Pac started. So if they play that fucking chapter. Oh, so yeah, t- you know, that's what I was thinking about. So Tupac is the guy that went to the School of Performing Arts. So Tupac's, he had two He's parents. He's a fucking genius, dude. He is, but he never was a gangbanger. So, like, to me, even when I was growing up, I kind of knew. Well, a lot of these rappers were not gangbangers. Oh, they shit. Weren't. They might have. You know what they are? They're basically guys that can. They're street poets that can take in whatever's going on. And like, right. I'm not saying that some of them aren't, but a lot. Most gangbangers are. They're not artistic guys. They're like fucking guys that kick the shit out of people and like fucking and posse they, up. That's and what like, they do. Yeah, they're, I mean, they invite rap for fun, like, you know, but the real artist guys, like, I always remember there's a movie, you know who um, Tribe Called Quest is? Uh-huh. So there's a movie with Q-Tip, the lead uh, rap guy in, in uh, Tribe Called Quest, where he's in prison, and but he's an artistic guy, you know, like he's like, he don't want to fight, he wants... He wants to just write rhymes and like, yeah, you know, I, I wish I could remember the name of this movie. because It's not a bad movie. That's but, fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. What a fucking crazy outlook. Like, yeah. see, I, I, I kind of recognize a little bit that a lot of these guys, well, in the in the movie and even in even in history for me, it, they don't really highlight like how much actual gang shit they did. Yeah. Lo- Except I mean, aside from like slinging shit here and there. Like, even, like, Snoop Dogg or something. I think he's just a guy that... You can grow up in those neighborhoods. Doesn't mean you're actually affiliated. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. guys that... I mean, so there, there's guys I knew that grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in that just because their family's in it, they're already in it. They don't have to ever get jumped in. But there's usually guys that are, like, on the outside that want to get in. Mm-hmm. Those guys that get jumped in. Those guys know? are getting fucked up. Yeah, and they want to... I knew a white guy that fucking... He ended up getting jumped in and jumped out later. And I his name was Robert Collins. I always remember this guy. Pure white guy, like pure white guy, but grew up in Norwalk. A Norwalk white guy is different than a fucking, than a white guy in Utah. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's a big fucking difference. They grew up with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, take a guy like Sean Strickland. You know who this guy is? The fighter from UFC, Sean Strickland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He grew up in Orange County, but he grew up around a lot of Mexicans and shit too, you know? So it's like a cultured white guy, you know what I mean? But also can talk a lot of shit. You know, you grow up having, if you're a white person in LA when I was growing up, you got to be able to fucking defend yourself or you're just going to get ran over because the minute they call you a white boy there, it means you're a fucking pussy. Right. That, that's basically like they call you white boy. That's saying you're a fucking pussy that you're not going to defend yourself. So you I mean, I grew up like that, like being like complected guy. That's another thing. Being like complected guy and around a lot of minorities, you have to kind of prove yourself, you know, like, right. hey, fuck you. Like the first time somebody was like, fuck you, white boy or something. I was like, hey, you know, I'm a fucking dad's Mexican. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, it gets confusing, you know. I don't know. Hey, you want, ready to take a piss? <laughs> you got a piss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right.